Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. My name again is Jeffrey Davis, and we continue to stream stories of entrepreneurship, leadership. And we really appreciate uh, everyone who has sent us uh, entrepreneurial companies that they think are interested uh, or interesting and uh, allowing us to expose them and promote them to the world around us. Our next guest is Brittany Greenfield, uh, founder and CEO of Wabi. Wow. Well, thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate the uh, light you shine on uh, the entrepreneurial community. Thank you very much. And, you know, just like when we were offline, you have maybe you have to just explain. I had, you know, one of those company names that up until Saturday, I always had to explain to people. (laughs) No more, I hope. Uh, But tell, tell us about Wabi and what it means. Yeah, so so what Wabi is, is it's a software platform that bridges the gap between security and development. And but I what I love to talk about is actually the origin of the name, which comes from the Japanese concept of Wabi Sabi. Um, for anybody that's ever seen a bowl that's touched up with with gold instead of being thrown away as being broken, that's a concept of Wabi Sabi called Kintsugi. And, you know, it comes from th- this notion that we need to accept imperfections in the things that we create as a step towards enlightenment. And when you look at software, um, you know, the dirty secret nobody talks about is the fact that software is inherently imperfect. Um, yet security, we're always trying to have this very binary perfect um, way to secure things. And so that's what Wabi do- does. Wabi says, look, let's let's bring a little bit of that imperfection and focus on the risk management and risk tolerance as a step towards enlightenment, as a step towards being more secure. So that's that's where that comes from. It's always a good story, especially, you know, when we're meeting new new potential customers and their eyes light up and they go, man, that's my problem. <laughs> I need more Wabi Sabi in my life. And actually, as they found I always find myself needing a little more wabi-sabi in my life. Well, I mean, speaking as a uh, almost 40-year follower of Mage, uh, I would see it as a concept for personal enlightenment and the process of continuous improvement as well. And I think that that's, you know, it's sort of the recognition that none of us are perfect and that we're and if we're managed properly, we're all a work in process. Exactly, you know, and I think that's that's really the the heart of, of the of the theory of the of the philosophy is to say, hey, stop striving for perfection, just continuously improve. And you know, I think we could all use a little more of that in our everyday lives. <laughs> well, and I think that's that's really good. So, Brittany, you know, only because I really like the spiritualness and uh, of of the name. Tell us a little bit about your background and what was your journey to this point? Yeah, it's it's certainly an, an, a more unusual journey, I think, um, than at least it is advertised in the Hollywood version of being a founder nowadays. Um, you know, I've started, I always, especially for other entrepreneurs and, and, and budding entrepreneurs, I always like to highlight the fact that I actually don't write code. Um, I've, I'm a very technical Good person. Good for you. Yeah, exactly. And engineer, software engineers are so fantastic. And I realized early that I lacked the art that they had to actually write code. So I like to point that out because you can be a technical person, you can be a founder without being the person that's writing writing that code. And I actually started my career um, in the ERP space, right? How do we take a mess of data and turn it into actionable information? And then I got into cybersecurity when I was doing some strategy at Cisco. That's my secret sauce is to look at a market opportunity and be able to say, hey, that's where we should go. And here's how we get there and go capture it. 
um, and got into cyber and then got into the pure play side of cyber in what's called the endpoint space. And for those that aren't familiar, endpoint is like antivirus on your computer. And got very, very frustrated as I was looking at the market that so many uh, um, organizations were focused on building taller walls and deeper moats and, um, you know, better sharks with with pointier laser beams. And um, nobody was looking at the root cause, which is nine out of 10, where nine out of 10 breaches begin. And that's in the defects in software code. Um, And so I said, we've got to find a way to build software more securely and build it better without taxing the actual development process itself. Very interesting. And how long have you been doing this? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> great question. So we founded Wabi in 2018. Um, you know, just and- before everything. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Upside so, down. Exactly. You know, my timing's been immaculate. Um, founded it in 2018. And, you know, something that I spent about six months doing was actual market research with future customers um, before we built the product. Um, began product development in 2020, um, pardon me, in 2019. And then in 2020, we went GA um, uh, unofficially right about the same time that that the pandemic happened. But, you know, quite frankly, it gave us a lot of lessons early in our business growth side um, that made us a better, more resilient company. You know, you always hear those stories about, you know, Google being built during tough times. And, you know, the, it's true, right? You learn a lot of lessons that make you really build a great organization. I've never, I've, we've worked with over 700 companies. I've never seen an easy company. No, there is not one. <laughs> no, it's, it's not, but here we go. You know, top woman in cybersecurity. Uh, I don't, you know, you know, I didn't know if you wore some kind of star Wars outfit right. to, <laughs> to, to win that. I mean, that's my image that you'd be on the cover of the magazine in some no. kind of outfit that, uh, it, I mean, how do you win that? And what does it mean? You know, I think it's one of those things where one, you know, unfortunately in cybersecurity, less um, less than 25% of the workforce um, is female. And so it's great that there are organizations that really highlight the fact that there are a lot of great women in cybersecurity that come from a lot of different paths on that. Um, you know, and, and I think it's really, you know, it's it's a testament to the work and innovation that, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to do with Wabi, but also to support other women in cybersecurity, um, whether it's through or just underrepresented groups, whether it's through early mentoring uh, here in Massachusetts, we work with a group called STEM Match and we host a bunch of middle schoolers and man, that's exhausting for a day. I don't know how the teachers do it every day. No, <laughs> a lot of respect, but we teach them that there are a lot of really interesting, interesting uh, uh, paths, career paths in, in, technology, um, you know, or the other side on it, mentoring other founders or just women that want to go into cybersecurity. And then, of course, you know, network where where we support each other in our endeavors, whether it's the simple things like, you know, promoting each other on LinkedIn um, or making connections. You know, it's it's certainly there's a lot of great talent out there. And I think all the the women in cybersecurity want to make sure that we see more and more women um, participating in it. Well, again, I don't want to make this uh, an inappropriate conversation, but if I were to win the award, I would probably wear a Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> in my picture. And uh, 
I don't know. I, I would hope that you have some outfit and you could go to some of these, like, uh, you know, uh, these, these cyber shows and, you know, stick out, but that would be me. You know, I'm a kind of a <laughs> you know, it would certainly, we just left our uh, major industry, one of our major industry conferences two weeks ago. And um, I certainly wish that would be a lot more fun than going back to the good old fashioned suits and whatnot. I'd have a lot. I more think you fun. should get a holster with laser oh, yeah. pistols on the side, you know, <laughs> And you should have a badge that shows that you won the award, you know, like a sheriff's badge. I probably should. I should let I should let the uh, organization know that next year, instead of giving us a little crystal plaque, we want a big badge so I can walk around the show floor. <laughs> you know, I've, I've done a lot of sales and marketing consulting as part of all my breadth of stuff over the years. Mm -hmm. And I always say anybody can do boring and follow the leader. Right. You know, you got to stand out a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's how people pay attention to you. And as you know, especially when you're starting a company, it's about differentiating yourself, right? You don't you don't start a company to uh, blend into the into the current landscape. So, yeah, you got to go do those things that uh, make people take notice, because when you have the substance, they'll take notice both for a, a little bit for the 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 differentiation. And then when you start talking to them and we see it all the time when we get in, you know, um, that a lot of times, you know, there's snake oil in the markets and then there's nothing better than that moment of silence when a prospect goes, oh, hey, I bet you can't do this. And you're like, do, 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 silence. And well, then they go, yeah, <laughs> nothing that I, you know, you just probably touched my favorite experience in my mm -hmm. career. And that is we can't do that. Right. And I just, I just wrote a bio uh, for somebody else. I mean, for myself. And I said, I think my favorite thing in life is when someone told me I you can't. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 100%. And you know, I think you know talking about the tough times making more resilient companies, more resilient founders cuz you know, I, I joke founding a company is the only place overachievers go to fail 99% of the time, right? So there's a little bit of a masochistic, but it makes us, you know, get ourselves up and go, okay, you told me I can't, let me show you how I will. Uh so before we go, just who would be your uh, preferred target? Yep. So we deal with a uh, large mid market to Fortune 500 as well as some DOD. Right? They're they're self described Frankenstein's. Even in this modern age of development, where a lot of organizations say we're we're cloud 100% cloud or 100 or cloud native or cloud focused or cloud aspirational, the reality is it's not as plain uh, and simple as that. Um, and so that's why a lot of our prospects describe themselves as Frankenstein's. They still got a on-prem skeleton hanging out in a closet somewhere and um you know it's just that you know how do you do how do you simplify the complexity of modern software development we as end users are very spoiled nowadays that an app pops up and we go wow i can nobody had to teach me how to do that but the work these organizations put in to make it that simple means that there's a lot of different layers of processes. Um, and with those processes come unique ways that they actually have to build that software securely. Um, so that's, that's uh, you know, we're, we're solving that Frankenstein. <laughs> well, since you have so much trouble talking about the business, I don't know if you think this is inappropriate, <laughs> but we'd love it if you could come back and maybe talk about a case. Absolutely. An example for our customers and our clients and our listeners. Would, so, would be thrilled to. Before that happens, uh, could you tell people who might be listening how they could find you? 
Yeah, absolutely. Visit our website, www.wabisoft.com, or don't hesitate to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, just say why, whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur or maybe a prospect, um, and just drop me a note. Um, you know, love connecting in the community and appreciate you, uh, uh, appreciate you, uh, bringing together such a great uh, slate of folks each week, um, to, so we can do that. You left my category off. You said aspiring entrepreneur. I'm an expiring entrepreneur. <laughs> I've, built my, I've, I've hit my shelf life expiration date. But you're once an entrepreneur, always an entrepreneur. Uh, uh, that's absolutely true. Yeah. But I like to think I've hit my expiration date. And it's been <laughs> great having you on the show. And I look forward to seeing you again, Brittany. Likewise. Talk soon. Yes, this is Radio Entrepreneurs.